0: This episode is brought to you by that's forhims.com that's f o r h i m s.com. This episode is also presented by PlayStation VR and Borderlands 2 VR. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: I am way, and welcome to Beyond, episode five hundred and sixty-nine. My name is Jonathan Dornbusch. I am your host for this week's episode of Beyond, our weekly PlayStation show here at IGN. I am nice. joined by Max Scoville, nice, and Brian Altano, nice, nice, <laughs> nice, and. What is actually nice is we have quite the show for you this week. Uh, We're going to be talking about what we think may be the best PS4 exclusive of this year as the year starts to wind down. We're also going to talk about how crazy the beginning of next year is for PS4. We're also going to take a look at some Game Awards rumors, some things we know aren't going to be there and talk about that, especially because probably when you're listening to this, the Game Awards are in like a few hours, so we don't want to spend too long on that. But we'll also jump into quite a few other things happening in the world of PlayStation. But the first thing that I want to talk to you both about today...
0: Is it rhyme with dice? I mean, nice. Mice? Is it dice? Not
1: yet. No, the dice are here, but we'll get to them in a minute. Okay. Yeah, it, this is like Chekhov's dice is basically what I'm looking for here. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk this week about what we think may be sort of a PS4 game of the year, the best PS4 exclusive. Um, I think this year pretty easily has been one of the best years for the ps4 especially when it comes to exclusives for the system and a lot of obviously there will be game of the year discussion there will be a ps4 game of the year best ps4 game award as part of ign's awards later this year end of year awards so i don't want to go into necessarily what those games will be because we'll talk about them once those nominees are out but i want to talk to you guys first about the crazy year that has been for ps4 and then what you guys feel is the best exclusive
2: yeah, so this has been an excellent year for PlayStation 4 exclusives. And like you said, you know, you'll know, you see awards given out at the Game Awards for best game of the year, best PS4 game of the year. But uh, yeah, we thought it'd be cool to have a very hyper-focused conversation about specifically exclusives because people love that word because it's weaponry in the console wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's ammunition. Um, so I'm going to just throw the gauntlet down or the, or the axe and mm-hmm. say it's got a war. It's, yeah, it's got a war. Is it? It's got a war.
0: I thought you were going to even for you, Max. No, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. God of War, I I think is is quite arguably the best game of the year. Like, like that's the thing is, I I love this game. I had a wonderful time with it. I think, I think Spider Man made me a lot happier. Okay, but I finished it. I was like, that was a great time. God of War was still really, 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 really,
2: really good. Yeah. Well, God, this is yeah.
0: This (laughs)
1: Spider Man's also really good,
2: though. This has been really difficult for me to quantify. Yeah. So
1: these two definitely have been, I think, probably some of the best PS4 PS4 exclusives just of the whole lifetime. mm -hmm. But also, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk earlier this year about God of War and sort of its place in the pantheon of games in general. Right. And then I think also a lot of discussion about Spider-Man in terms of how it has once again revitalized like comic book games also, and is just like a killer reintroduction of Insomniac Games to everyone too. Um, And so... My curious point, Max. I want to know, like you're saying, you had more fun with Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. So here's the, here's the key difference. Here yeah. is uh, this version of God of War made me like Kratos as a character, whereas Spider-Man is a character I've always liked, and that was a game that did him justice. Okay, that's and a really I, good way yeah, of putting it. And I think going into it, like this God of War was showing that this is a franchise that can grow up, whereas Spider-Man was like, hey, maybe this is a franchise that deserves like this level of treatment from a video game, which we haven't gotten that many of.
2: I think both of these games did a good job of kind of course-correcting the path that the last few games were going down. And I know some of you really love the last few God of Wars and you really love the last few Spider-Man games. But to me, those were like solid entries um, With on the Spider-Man side, borderline mediocre, um, occasionally just straight up not good. This, on the other hand, completely night and day. And I will agree that it's more fun, but... I don't know if that's necessarily the only qualifier. Like, I'll put it this way. If that had the most weight to it of all the qualifiers when discussing your favorite games, yeah. then yes. Fun is number one, <laughs> right? And on the Game Pro used to, like, review things with faces, and they'd be like, fun factor, and, like, um, yeah, music. Fun is subjective, though. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? But I would say that the moment-to-moment, like fun of playing spider-man is goddamn unmatched on playstation or pretty much any console this year i think that there was just like there was nothing else like it you know like it, it 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 was it was a fantastic open world game that just felt amazing the second you got into it um it felt really good the first few seconds and then it started to click And it just there was nothing like it. And God of War has that right, like Mm -hmm. it has that feeling when you're throwing the axe and stuff like that. But I think I'm more in God of War for the world and the story. Whereas to me, I felt the gameplay in Spider-Man was more fun, not Mm -hmm. necessarily better, because God of War's gameplay, like during in specific moments, was also incredible. So this is very difficult. This is. It's a lot. It's a lot harder than just being like one or the other.
1: Yeah. Well, my question uh, to get a little bit more general about it for both of you is: What do you means best? Because you were talking about a little bit there. Like best can mean what you think has. The, the best aspects all working together or yes. just like the experience you remember the most, the most fun you had the best graphically and visually like what for the two of you, when we're talking about not just right here on the show, but mm-hmm. in general, when you're, you know, voting for game of the year, or looking at what's at the game awards, what to you means best? I think you,
2: you qualified a lot of it right there. Part of it for me too. And this is where it gets tricky. Cause I break my own rule a lot. But part of it for me is also, um, how, like, can I recommend this to somebody else? You know, like God of War is something I really loved because it's a fantastic game. You guys know that by now, but it's also like it had, and Jonathan, you talk, and I talked about this a bit, like it had some deep personal connections to us about like loss of a family member. And, you know, for me, uh, parenting like, was yeah. like, I think two, two sort of things that happened at the same time, but I would recommend God of War to people because it is, even if you haven't dealt with any of that, which I <laughs> hope you haven't, cause a lot of it's, well, some of it's good. Um, <laughs> but I would recommend it to you because I think it's a fantastic video game with an excellent story, great visuals, great music, great pacing. Um, it's really fun moment to moment. If you want to dig into it and veer off the beaten path, there's a lot to do there. If you want to crank up the hardest difficulty and play it like Bloodborne, you can do that too. Um, that said Spider-Man has a lot of that as well, mm-hmm. right? But I ultimately go with God of War because I think that it is more memorable. I think it's the best version of that story that's ever been told. I think for Spider-Man, it's a really really great way of telling an, a new Spider-Man story, you know? But there there have been countless Spider-Man stories told. So I don't know. I don't I don't think that's like I wouldn't say it's like the best Spider-Man story ever told. This is the best Kratos story ever told.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's there's a lot more Spider-Man source material to pull from, mm-hmm. which can you know be enough to sort of tangle it up and, and be something to get caught up in. I see but what the you fact did. There. Was, yes, a, a regular web of lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like the, Spider-Man, you've got a lot of stuff to pull from, and it's it's proven itself. It's it is it is a storytelling medium for us like comic books, movies, whatever TV shows that's already been sort of established. Whereas, uh, video games and storytelling have always been like a little bit at odds. It's, it's an interactive medium. Therefore it's not necessarily, uh, the most conducive to being like, here is someone telling the player a story when the player is like, I want to run over here and fight this thing. Uh, God of war managed to strike a really good balance between the moment to moment gameplay and like the core sort of video gamey playable, you know, ludological experience whereas it still had like a really potent narrative uh, and the fact that it managed to strike a balance between like uh kratos as a character who has this you know his his background is like <laughs> like quick time events for having sex with like medusa or whatever yeah <laughs> like it's his his thing is he stabs the elephant in the head with his with his angry sword it's like he's mm-hmm. he's very much kind of a one-note character and they were like hey maybe there are more notes there. Maybe there's, like, more to do with that. Whereas, like, we've seen, you know, we've seen Spider-Man evolve as a character over the course of several decades, you know, from, like, the original kind of corny, uh, you know, the pages of, of old comic books and mm-hmm. Spider-Man and his amazing friends to being like, oh, maybe these Andrew Garfield movies are a little bit too dark, you know? <laughs> uh, so for Kratos, who's, who's, you know, been around arguably a lot less time mm-hmm. uh, but is at home in this medium – I think that that was sort of the most like just the most well-rounded experience overall. Right. Um, They also do a
2: really good job of of their open worlds, uh, sort of having the the kind of pacing does that doesn't feel so deliberately urgent that you have to beeline to the ending. Mm -hmm. Both of those things have. And Spider-Man picks up by the end where it's sort of like you got to do this now because like the city's falling apart. Yeah, but it's also- God of War is kind of like you have you have to deliver something, mm-hmm. and you can take your time doing that, and it gives you the opportunity to sort of take your time and explore a little bit.
0: I mean, also they built the world of God of War from the ground up, whereas Spider-Man is like a you know a creative interpretation of New York City. Yeah, there's Manhattan exists in real life, so there's sort of again there's more source material to work from, whereas God of War was like. I mean, historically, is said in in Greece, and now they were like, let's move things to Midgard or whatever. Where, you know? <laughs> where do you land on this, Jonathan?
1: Uh, I mean, for me, I think. I, it's weird to compare the two of them because it was something I very consciously tried to not do in my review of Spider-Man after reviewing God of War. But there are so many parallels between the two of them. So it almost feels like saying one does one better means the other doesn't do it as well. Mm-hmm. But I I come down on the side of God of War. I think like that experience still stays with me in a way that Spider-Man hasn't stayed with me. Um, and I do agree. I think like the minute-to-minute and the consistency of those minutes is more fun in Spider-Man, but I think every part of God of War feels intentioned and works together to create a better whole. And I think they all matter in a way that some of Spider-Man doesn't matter. Like I think at the end of the day, half of the side things you can do in Spider-Man are either superfluous, not that fun, or just beat you over the head with how many times you need to complete them. Whereas what are you talking
2: like remember there's those fish in the bay and there's choking and you have to get the fart clouds. You got to get the farts. The, the
0: fart Swing cloud. around and yeah. get those yeah. farts. get
2: those Osborne farts out of the
1: sky. Take <laughs> photos of the farts. Yeah. ruin
0: uh, in the real estate value of <laughs> West Village or whatever. Whereas
1: all of the side stuff in God of War enhanced my care yeah. about that world. Like, it made me interested in either a new aspect of it or helped me understand an aspect of the world that I only previously had, like, a surface level mm-hmm. understanding yep. of. I
0: think also the fact that God of War had, uh, you know, Atreus there to kind of, like, comment on what was happening. Yes. And it managed to, like, still have a lot of very core video gamey mechanics. Like, you're uh, the the operative thing is you're killing stuff with an axe and opening, opening treasure chests. Like, that is what you do in God of War. Yeah. But for that to be, like so grounded and reined in, by having like a character there who felt like fleshed out, being like, oh, we're going over here to do that. Okay, cool. Let's check this out. Yeah, you know? and it was like
2: it's a co-op game you can play entirely by yourself, which is amazing. Yes. you know the fact that you never have to think about escort missions or fetch quests, or the fact that uh, you get in the boat and so does Atreus, and mm-hmm. you never like, oh, he's stuck somewhere or like he's just always there. It's 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 second nature, and it's it's this really beautiful experience mm-hmm. that uh, you watch their dynamic, their relationship grow. And I totally agree with you with the side. Quest and God of War, some other ones. Uh, one specifically, I don't want to call it out, but it like it's really stuck with me. It's Atreus has this idea of something he can do to bring back his mom, and it just goes in this direction. Yeah, and where it ends, you're sort of like, oh my god, I, I, you know, I love it. I could have missed this. Whereas in Spider-Man, the Tombstone thing was really cool. That was like a whole side mission that I did, and I think a lot of people skipped it. And it's there, and it's it's worth doing. But most of the other side missions just sort of felt like. Like mini games from like the mm-hmm. last gen. I mean,
0: I would argue that Spider Man is a true open world, whereas God of War is like open world ish. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's structured yeah. feels almost more like a Metroidvania or something. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I I guess one of my biggest problems with God or with Spider Man is that I it sees the brilliance of what it can be at certain points, but doesn't always succeed on it. With like the Tombstone mission, I think is a good template for what they should have done throughout the game. Yeah. Of that ties Spider Man lore. Into the actual gameplay and into the actual story missions that you have. Whereas a lot of the other side stuff, the backpacks are cool, but it implies all those sorts of missions already happened. Yeah. And while I like that sense of history, it at the same time robs you of the ability to do those things. In the
2: yeah. World. It's also, you know, God of War was very deliberate in its pacing, whereas I feel like Spider Man had like pipe puzzles. <laughs> and if your game has a button to skip the puzzles in your game, they probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like or maybe put them on a terminal as like some something that people can mess around with if they feel like it, but to put it as deliberately part of this the way the story is told in that game, and then still giving the option to just skip them entirely shows that they're sort of not important to begin with.
0: I mean, there was a lot of stuff that Spider Man did that was like not groundbreaking, but just incredibly competent. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that should be celebrated Absolutely. because it's obviously juggling a lot of stuff. Uh, sometimes goons, <laughs> uh, but with God of War, it was it felt like it sort of took this. You know, existing existing franchise, and sort of looked around at the landscape of recent video games, and was like, okay, uh, what are some things that have worked really well, and how do we like how do we incorporate these? Like, I felt like it had the, the sort of the dynamic of, of Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us, and the sort of the the simplicity of Journey of being like, oh, there's a mountain, we're going there for a reason, yeah. let's yeah. get there, and it was like it made them gel in a way that it didn't. Like it didn't feel like kind of you know shoehorned in there. Yes. Uh, whereas Spider-Man was kind of like, hey, um, what are some far? Let's do Far Cry Outposts. Let's do some Assassin's Creed stuff. Like you know, let's have some Arkham stuff in there. And it was like you know, it was all very, it was it was good. It didn't it didn't feel like it was really um you know pushing any boundaries. Right. It was just it did a really
2: good job within those boundaries. They both could yeah. use more boss fights. Just throwing that Never
1: out. enough boss fights yeah. for you. Yeah. I
2: mean, like God of War, look, mm-hmm. looking back, had a bunch of great ones, but it also had a bunch of the same ones over and over. So but yeah, God, it was a good year. Also, shout out to Astrobot.
1: Astrobot is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. There's a bunch of RPS expected.
0: Yep. Yakuza Kiwami 2, Shadow of the Colossus, You know Cooney, Revenant Kingdom. Detroit. Detroit. Yep. I had a so I had a really weird dream last night because I knew we were gonna be talking about this. And I dreamed that there was like late game content for God of War that involved <laughs> the grandpa from the Munsters. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, God of War is pretty good, but it's very serious. Then I played that. I was like, the grandpa from the Munsters is here. Game of the year, hands down. That's it. I woke up and was like, the, f- the hell was wrong with me? That that's guy how just a game
2: rest- of the year. He used to have a restaurant in New York City, by the way. I've been there. I met him when I was a kid. Is the restaurant in Spider Man? Probably. There's a bunch of like very phony sounding Italian restaurant
1: names in Spider Man. Was it a Munsters theme restaurant?
2: Vaguely. Like, there okay. wasn't like a monster under the stairs or okay. anything, but
1: all monster cheese.
2: Our audience loves the, the monsters.
0: Oh game, yeah, right?
1: yeah. That's when
0: are the monsters going to get the, the video exclusive? game treatment that yeah. they deserve?
1: We'll see what Naughty Dog does after <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2. Uh yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say this has been one of the best years for the PS4 since it's launch when it comes to exclusives and these two games, regardless of which is better, they're both some of the best games just in general of this year.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh, it is the end of the year and we must make art ga- games fight other games, yes. movies fight other movies. That's how, it's how it just works. Just what we do. I don't know why we do it, but we do it. And so do you it's your fault we interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from
0: hims a new wellness brand for men Here's a not-so-fun fact. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? 4 is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily, with HIMS, there's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. HIMS connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other, possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either, these are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. But this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to slash beyond That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/beyond. Once again, that's 4hims.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show.
1: Of course, if you've played what are, in our opinion, the best PS4 exclusives of the year already, there are some free games you can play this month. I uh, wanted to call out a couple of them for the free PlayStation Plus games you can download through January 1st, I believe is the last day they'll be available. Um, one of the big ones for PS4 is Soma. Yes. Have you two played Soma?
2: No, I've been meaning to. And this is exactly what PlayStation Plus, I think, is for, right? It's games that I slept on that are now right there at the click of a button, and they're on my PS4 within a little while, and I'm playing them. And it's the kind of thing I probably wouldn't have dug back in like a sale or, you know, at a used game store and and pulled this out. But putting it front and center in this lineup ensures that I, I will absolutely check it out. Max, what about you? You love doing spooky horror games and pooping the pants. No,
0: I really, I really hate pooping my pants, and I don't even like going in the ocean normally, let alone a haunted house in the ocean, which is kind of <laughs> what this is. Uh isn't there like a baby mode for this though?
1: I think they've inserted sort of like an easy mode because there there are so I've played some and I really, really enjoyed the experience. It mm-hmm. really was affecting. There are moments where it is, it becomes very gamey and it's like is make sure you sneak past the presence that is in that room to get the key to go to the other room. And I think they've essentially put in a mode that lets you kind of strip away some of the more puzzly things so you can just experience the world.
2: So like less pushback. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so the only parts that I didn't like of Soma were where it pushed back too much because it does such a great sense of putting you in the space and making you feel sort of in, uh, trapped by all of it mm-hmm. very in you're underwater you're in this enclosed space It does a great job of that and so when the game is pushing back against you you get sucked out of that
2: it always threw me off because we work in soma like it's yeah. the name I heard we We <laughs> south of market area or whatever the hell it is and it's like sunny and beautiful and it's not, not really, in soma
0: it's also yeah. the brave new world drug but also this
2: oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i remember being oddly disappointed for this because Prior to it coming out, they had these incredible live action practical effect commercials that they put out. Oh, right. Uh, and following Amnesia, which I still like, can't bring myself to play because it just looks goddamn <laughs> nightmarish, uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then it was like, it's under the ocean. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's mm. kind of, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, Maybe I'll check it out. It's free after all, so, you know. Yeah, it it's. Is.
1: I would definitely recommend it, especially if you like anything, like if you've played their Amnesia games before, and I think this is well worth playing. Also, uh, also this month is Iconoclast, which is on Vita and CrossBuy with PS4. Yes, this game's awesome. Have you yeah, played it?
2: Uh, a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I played a bunch on Switch. I believe it's made by... An incredibly small team, potentially entirely one person. Uh, I will have to double check on that. But yeah, I really like this game. Uh, Action platformer, very retro, old school, 16 bit, um, which are a dime a dozen, admittedly. But it's got like the gun mechanics of something like Gunstar Heroes. So it feels good, or maybe even Cave Story, um, where like all the weapons just feel awesome and combat's really cool. Traversal's really cool. The environments are just super unique and very colorful and bright. Um, Yeah. Please grab this game, give it a shot. It's uh, a nice little sort of palate cleanser after something like Soma. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And of course, if you don't have time to play it, you can always just stash it in your library. And,
1: you know. Yes, and you can yeah. dig into later. it later. Yeah, uh, Onrush is also free for PS4 this month, and that was a vehicular combat game that I think came out in June. Who made uh, this? Uh, let me look up. Who, made Who did this? <laughs> Who are they? No, I think
2: we talked about this briefly, and I
0: never read the
1: Codemasters. Okay, yes. so it's a bunch
2: of like. This is like the most, this is such a Max Scova last game. <laughs> it's weird that that's true, but it is. Yeah. yeah. No, you no, love I'm breaking stuff a, with the trucks. I'm such a goddamn idiot. I love MotorStorm. You talk about MotorStorm, like, uh, almost as much as you talk about Yakuza.
0: I know, which is weird, because they don't make, like, two MotorStorm games a year. They kind of make then like, remake one, it. like, seven <laughs> exactly. years ago that I played a bunch. But mm-hmm. no, like, I love, I love like, stupid arcade racers, especially when you can just tr- drive into crap. Because I'm very bad at driving, so those games where it's like, ah, attempt for precision turns. I'm like, get out of here. Let me hit the guys with my <laughs> truck. That,
2: I never put that together. You love just going all off-road because you, yeah. you can't be... Comp- also, like, lines. I don't there understand why you would make a game
0: that's like not supposed to be a realistic driving game that doesn't have like super crazy boost, because that's fun. Super fire shoots out of the car, and it goes very fast. I like it.
1: Yeah, Onrush came out uh, earlier this year. I think <laughs> it was received well, but didn't sell super well, uh, and so this may give it a good second life. I think especially we've seen such successes with stuff like Rocket League on PS Plus, that yep. it only makes sense to have these types of games on here. Uh, also, this month is Papers, Please for Vita. Oh, right. That is coming out. So is that you, cross by? No, it is not. Uh, at least according to the PS blog. It may have surprised been.
0: Uh The guy who made that also just has a new one, which is like The Secret of the Oberdin or something. Yes, yeah, Secret or Return of which the Oberdin, or a something like that. PC-Mac game. Yes. Uh, which is getting incredible buzz. Yeah. If yeah, you want to see uh, some uh,
2: gameplay of um, Papers, Please, just put on the news. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: If you also put on the news starting Thursday night, you'll hear about the award winners from the Game Awards, That's which gives right. awards to games. Thank
2: you for saving
0: that. Of course, yeah, Rachel anytime. Maddow is going to be like, Death Stranding finally has a release date, and we are... No, go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, so the Game Awards are this Thursday, December 6th. Uh, this episode comes out Wednesday, December 5th. Mm-hmm. And then on YouTube and podcast services, December 6th, a couple hours beforehand. So I don't want to spend too much time, because chances are, any predictions we make uh, will probably not come true three hours later. Right. But nonetheless, there's been a lot of news about what is and isn't going to be there so I thought we could talk a little bit about that and both what you're excited to see and also what you're disappointed won't be there. Yeah, totally. Uh, so right off the bat we know that uh, Patrice Desolet's Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey or whatever the subtitle is, is going to be there for it and there's going to be a gameplay stream. When was this online. game announced? Ooh, a while back. Was it's,
0: it's been, no, it C3? Was, no, it was one of those odd like off I, I want to say maybe it was PSX. It's okay. one of those, it could have been Paris Games Week. It's one of those games that was like it wasn't an E3, it wasn't a Gamescom thing. It was kind of like almost off season because they uh, they
2: released some uh like sort of key art, concept render, yeah, you know, whatever it now, is this week. This and
0: is being published by Take Two's sort of indie arm, mm-hmm. yes. which I'm very curious about. I don't know if they've put anything out yet.
1: No, I don't think they have. If it's like yeah. Take
0: Two's, you know, Rockstar and and NBA 2K money, then that's like and they're willing to funnel some into like Patrice de making indie monkey games like that's kind of cool
2: is this like a an open world sort of like early early man game like we don't really know much about it right well
0: they did like a presentation I was looking at that like the entire sort of uh, press release thing is up there and this might completely be blown out of the water once they show it off at game awards but I believe it's kind of um, doing this similar sort of social survival online shared world type of thing that we sort of have seen with like Ark and Conan Exiles but I feel like it's going to be a little bit weirder. Interesting. Um, I think that there's going to be some emphasis on like cooperation, but without without like clear sort of infrastructure. And I yeah. could be reading into it too much, but it seems like they're trying to get a little bit stranger than you know than just it's your something typical survival Journey, game.
2: Journey handled really well. Was sort of the accidental. Co-op stuff. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, if it's like a game where you have to like build a fire with another chimpanzee or something, but you don't have like clear emotes, you just make like weird gestures.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Patrice
2: was <laughs> sort of integral to the foundation of the Assassins. Assassins Creed, series, Creed
1: yeah. right? And and obviously that started with a clear interest in putting a twist on mm-hmm. history in some way, but also yeah, like, but getting weird with it yeah. a little bit. More. So well, you'll
2: probably be able to climb some stuff. Climbing, like I would, would imagine, definitely yeah. be good in this. Yeah. Yeah. For, there, sure. there
1: are apes in the game and there are trees in the game, so at least presumably an ape will climb a tree. Right.
2: I got this <laughs> yeah. <on the> <laughs> or, or some towers or whatever yeah i got this confused for Four a second five. with the game we haven't heard a lot about from uh what's his name who created rayman
0: yeah i get that. Oh, oh michelle ansa yeah, yeah. With michelle uh, wild. Wild. Sort
1: of, wild has yeah. been a total mystery for a while yeah
2: yeah we haven't seen that game in like over a year i think
1: right? it's been almost two yeah oh my God. Yeah.
0: maybe we'll see some from that but uh yeah i can see why you'd get those guys mixed up yep. yeah i'm just i'm excited to play a game that's like realistic but you don't play as a human being
1: yeah, like, I feel mm-hmm. like
0: we get a lot of like we get a lot of cartoon animal platformers, and we get a lot of like you're a guy with a beard games. But like to get like maybe in the middle, like maybe let me be a chimpanzee. Sort of, yeah, we yeah.
1: we we live as people. Yeah, what's it like to live yeah. as a chimpanzee? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Video games are about escapism, and I want to be more of a monkey than the one I look.
0: I need that ape
1: escape. It's being revived. You heard it here first. Uh, no, though. Speaking of revivals and things, obviously uh, these dice are on this desk for a reason. So mm-hmm. I got sent these in the mail today. Yeah, if you're uh, listening
2: like, to the show, these are like, what, seven inch tall, or, bright orange, fuzzy, fuzzy dice. Dense, that yes. That specifically don't. That's what they say. Oh. <laughs> they're very dusty. <laughs> oh, sorry. They're really. They're very, yeah. they're very dusty. Um, But they are specifically missing numbers on a bunch of the sides.
1: Yeah. So one of the die only has six dots on it, okay. just on one side. Then the other die has all of its dots, which total 21 dots. In general. Okay. Uh, and along with them came a card that said, like, uh, an award is sl- or something is sliding into the game awards on December 6th. So, some sort of announcement. And a, lot- a few other people have gotten these online. And most of the speculation that comes from it is the idea that a Crash Team Racing remake or remaster will be revealed. What's the Which 21 is- mean? I mean, some people, have, uh, our freelancer Colin Stevens, who wrote up these dice for us, he speculated that it is a release date of some kind. So,
2: 621?
1: Would be, yeah. Is his assumption? Oh wow! Mm. So like
2: yeah. right, a, like a what? A week after E3, E3. next year? Yeah,
1: which Damn. the insane trilogy released in June two years ago. So it oh. would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not out of the question that they would release that soon to no. E3, and it's also CTR was the thing that everyone wanted as part of the Crash Trilogy. Like everyone was like, that's great. Can we also get CTR with this? And then when they were announcing it for other platforms, everyone was like, maybe they'll also package it in this. Yeah. But it never came to be.
2: Well it's a great idea. People have a ton of nostalgia for this franchise. Also, it's really weird that uh we are back in the nineties again and Nintendo has a dominant mascot-driven cart racing game that is selling tens of millions of copies, and no one is really biting at their heels making their own versions. Whereas back then, that's what we saw, right? Yeah. Those, those were tremendously popular franchises, and no one's really competing anymore. But I would love to see that awful bandicoot <laughs> and his wretched <laughs> friends in 4K HDR. Oh, yeah. On my I'm, PS4 Pro.
0: Also, it'd be cool if Activision threw
2: some other like stuff. Like If they
0: threw Spyro in there, that'd be great.
2: Yeah. That's what's really awesome about about kart games is that it's an opportunity to get a little Smash Brothers-y. in think and... I should put Tony Hawk in there. Yeah. Ooh,
1: he's not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> doing
2: Tony
0: Hawk.
1: Everyone from the PS1 days.
2: What am I doing here?
1: Wait, All is he right, in a car?
2: Let's... No, he's on a skateboard,
0: you oh, buffoon. It's a I... skateboard
1: car. Yeah, he's, he's a funny, skate
2: pro car. skater. Oh, I don't know. They put Sonic in a f- car and he's got legs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of Tony Hawk, also accidentally the iPhone, like iOS and Google Play stores revealed there's a new mobile Tony Hawk game. Oh, comment. what? Yeah, that was just accidentally listed also. So the 90s are Tony back Hawk in every way. Hawk get surprised in the weirdest yeah, ways. Yeah, I feel bad for them. At least it wasn't like a chef at a party this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Catering a half pipe? Yeah. So we'll find out if the Crash Team Racing revival is true. If it is, I will be very happy and it would make sense for Activision to keep the revival can I, can going. Can I ask something real yeah, quick? Why? Course. Why would they do this? The show's in two days. The dice? Yeah. I don't... they sent me an egg like a week before they announced Spyro. Yeah, uh,
2: okay. So, if it's so them again,
1: like they just, yeah, it. Uh, this would very much be in line with what they did for Spyro. Good answer.
2: An I think yeah. also these are the things that you put underneath furniture to yeah, keep them actually, from. Are they before. really? have been talking yeah. about
0: getting some. Oh of no, because they're. Oh yeah. Put them right under here. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Mike stands always scratching the table. Now they're only twenty.
2: Also, on the die. wait I a minute. Changed the release date. The, the release. Release. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a month earlier
1: now. <laughs> uh, so we've heard a few other rumors about things, and I do want to get to rumors in a second. But first, we've also heard that there will no, will not be Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Naughty Dog confirmed right before we Wait. were recording that Last of Us Part 2 will not be showing.
2: Will not be at the show. You said there won't be a Last of Us uh, part There won't be. A- <laughs> oh,
1: God. No. You're yeah. That's not. Nope. That sorry. Game. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Neil. Uh, no. Last of Us Part 2 is still happening, but it won't be present at yep. the Game Awards, which is not surprising because if they had Last of Us Part Two, they would have done a PSX.
2: So I think. here's what's weird about that. Uh, the Last of Us Part II uh, was officially revealed two years ago this week at a PSX. Yeah. Um, this year at E3, gameplay was shown for the first time in that theater, that moving target theater that Sony built yeah. that like I think tired them out so much that they're taking next year off. <laughs> um, that video has like 10.5 million views on YouTube, but we don't have a PSX this year. And there is no PlayStation conference next year, uh, so at I E3, don't know. Yeah, yeah at E3, I,
0: I think that Sony's taking a cue from Rockstar and realizing that the more you show over the kind of long build up to a game, the I'd say the more that it damages expectations or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. we, they kind of shut up after uh, God of War and Spider Man, and then they were like, "Hey, they're coming out," and I think that's what made them pack such a punch is that it wasn't something that we gotten tired of seeing. Yeah, totally. God, of,
1: God of War was announced the release date I think in a blog post two and a half, three months before the game actually came out. Yeah. So I think they are very much taking the like let's be quiet until we have things to say approach. And I do think they'll have some sort of presence at PSX because in addition to Last of Us and Death Stranding, which we'll get to in a second, they obviously have plenty of other games they could talk about. And so I think they will have some presence. But right, right, right. It, these big marquee games, they would have probably had PSX otherwise. Uh, but yeah. speaking of some of these big games... There was sort of like a Death Stranding accidental Walmart Canada leak again. To be
0: fair, Walmart Canada is your number one place for early release dates. They got
1: things real right early. Yeah, I think
0: how many? They released like, or they leaked like five things from E3 this year. I think Mm -hmm. almost
1: everything but Borderlands 3 has been confirmed. Yeah, it was like Division 2. Lego DC super villains, yeah, and like two other games. They
0: dropped like there. every pre order, it was like Rage 2. I mean, like, I, Rage like, 2 was on the like there Todd right. Howard, like, made like a crack about them on like the Bethesda stage.
1: They reacted, reactivated the Rage Twitter account like two days after, and their initial push was making fun of the Walmart leak, yeah, as part of their promotion. So, so
0: Walmart Canada saying June 19th for Death Stranding, which wait a minute, I
1: also saw a June 30th when did we just from them?
2: What, what's the cr-
1: what's the Crash Team
2: Racing release date? June 24th?
1: If that's what, yeah, if that's what the dice mean. That's a weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is a weekend right there. Two of the most similar games you can play at any (laughs) one time. Uh, No, I also saw one person had the version of the listing that said June 30th, which would make more sense to me in the sense that that is the end of a quarter. Right. And people, uh, sites like that put placeholder things yes. like we get news tips from people being like Amazon has Kingdom Hearts before they had a release date for yeah. December 31st. Games don't yeah.
0: come out on New Year's Eve. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's cruel to PR people. Yeah. 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 So everybody. it's
1: <laughs> very possible especially with some of the posts being June 30th that this was just a placeholder thing but Walmart mm-hmm. Canada has gotten plenty right in yeah. the past.
2: Um Yeah we see that a lot with fiscal year ending in March where people will be like March 1st or March 31st whatever it is is yeah. like the release date for Bloodborne 2 and you're like that's not real that's not a real date and yeah. stop teasing me it's with It's not how
1: wires. dates work. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Another big rumor that has popped up recently this week, and I know our producer, Barrett Courtney, is quite excited, is that WWE Montreal, who has essentially been quiet since Arkham Origins... Uh, it reportedly is rumored to be working on what may be a Batman Court of Owls adaptation. And Baird is walking into the studio right now because he has some thoughts about Batman Court of Owls.
3: Hi, I just want to say that uh, Batman Court of Owls, written by Scott Snyder and a couple of the other writers at DC is one of the best Batman stories of all time. It gives off a very creepy vibe that I think would work in the potential shared universe of the Batman Arkham games. Uh, there are some really cool moments in there, and uh, since I'm here now, I'm going to p- put this in post of really cool shots and frames from uh, that series and spoil I spoil anything though um, I won't spoil anything but uh, there's some really cool story moments some really cool character moments for Batman and just uh, the world of Gotham it- itself so I just want to say um, that'd be awesome and if that's actually announced uh, if you're watching this the day of tonight um, you know that I will be crying somewhere uh, a, with joy it's a
0: very good run and it would also adapt to a video game very well for Curious reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I also want to point out that we did get that that leaked footage of uh, that Harry Potter-looking game. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of owl-related shit in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. The Wizarding World.
3: What if they do a crossover between Harry Potter and Batman, Harry Potter Batman and Batman would Porter. kick Harry Potter's ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
3: right. I'm going to go back to the right. back room. Great Bye. seeing you, Barrett.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, a lot of these rumors <laughs> came from the fact that someone from WB Games Montreal put up a photo with the words like redacted best dev team and a shirt that had an owl like logo on it, which looks suspicious, suspiciously like the court of owls logo. But again, like Max, you were saying, obviously we saw this leaked Harry Potter footage earlier this year. They could also be working on the Harry Potter Mm -hmm. game. That said, they do have history with Batman. And while Arkham origins, I think failed on sort of a, structural level in the open world i do think it has some really great story elements to it
0: yep that's one of those ones that people came around on too yeah like a lot of people are like hey this was buggy at launch they patched it but like it's got some cool stuff in there so i don't know everyone i think it it had a hard act to follow with arkham city so yeah right
1: right it was definitely coming off the heels of that which wasn't great for it but
2: it sucks i would really like to see them do something more intimate like arkham asylum um I don't think they ever will again. That train's left the station. They'll go open world forever because it's it's awesome to fly around Gotham City as Batman. But it's really cool to solve puzzles <laughs> in a small, <laughs> intimate Metroidvania taking place in an insane asylum.
0: I would like to go to Hogwarts. That's sort of like an insane asylum when you really get into it. The staircases move. A seven-year asylum. Ghost women in the bathrooms. is terrifying. They're just crying all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think... I expect we'll see something from WB at the show. They have shown Batman Arkham as a franchise there a lot in the Game Awards in the past, right. so I wouldn't be shocked. We know we will not be getting Rocksteady. Uh, Sefton Hill from Rocksteady came out and said, we are not planning on showing anything there, and he also clarified, we're not working on a Superman game. Yes. I think that still leaves the door open for a DC game that Superman could be a part of. I'm not going to rule that out, but I don't Super think... Super Side Squad? Super Side Squad.
2: I think there's they were... <laughs> That would be really funny if like, they go like, what? We didn't say, we said it wasn't a Superman a game. game. We didn't say it wasn't a Superman and Batman, Batman
1: game. Super yeah. Friends
2: game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finest.
1: I'd be fine with that. Uh, but yeah, yeah we're, we're obviously waiting to hear what they're working on, but we won't hear it at the Game Awards. Uh, and then also Cyberpunk confirmed CD Projekt Red said they will not be showing at the Game Awards either. So still a lot of mysteries of what could be shown, mm-hmm. but at least we have some idea. It's interesting that we don't know we know what won't be shown. And I know Brian, you and Andrew Goldfarb talked about this. So people can watch that on the site. Yeah, go check out that video. Yeah, Uh, it'll be curious though. I'm excited to see what gets announced. This has been growing as an announcement show, Mm -hmm. even though it is called the Game Awards. It continues to grow as a place for big
2: reveals. One of the things that Andrew Goldfarb and I talked about in the conversation is that there has been sort of this growing trend of, um, I guess, not necessarily deflating hype, but sort of like, measuring it and cutting it off and tapering it a little bit. And it's kind of saying, Hey, like, I know you guys expect the world from Thursday night, but like this won't be there. So just go in knowing that that's not going to happen. And it kind of like, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Like to kind of go in and not, not expect the universe. Um, there'll be tons of surprises there and obviously plenty of stuff we've never seen or heard of before. Uh, but now we know specifically what will not be there.
1: But at least we know. Rivers Cuomo will be there. That's
2: right. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Borderlands 2 VR is just about to be a very real actual thing thanks to PlayStation VR. What a world. What a virtual reality world. Finally, the iconic shooter looter is getting in your face, on your face. Come December, you can virtually step into the boots of a treasure-seeking vault hunter armed with 12 bazillion guns on a quest to stuff your pockets with even more guns. Blast bandits with real-world aiming, punch psychos in the literal virtual face, and race around in stolen vehicles, and free Pandora from Handsome Jack's virtual reality clutches which are now even more handsome and even more clutchy thanks to PlayStation VR. In case you live on a distant fictional planet under a piece of scrap metal, PlayStation VR brings gaming to virtual reality. It makes your heart race, your pupils dilate, and your instincts take over as you discover new worlds. With PlayStation VR, you can fully immerse yourself in more than 250 incredible games and counting. Keep an eye out for Borderlands 2 VR on PlayStation VR. Greatness awaits.
1: Uh, looking ahead, though, beyond the Game Awards, beyond. yeah, uh, we... Game Awards. Obviously, we know what's coming at the tail end of this year, uh, but I wanted to take a look ahead as we're getting into the end of December. Uh, but we're still in the beginning. As we get to the end of this year of what is coming to PS4 in 2019, because I feel like the beginning of next year is already crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in terms of all exclusives or anything, but just like there are so many releases already lined up for next year, some that got pushed from this year. So I thought we could just kind of go through month by month and talk about what you guys are excited for and just what I think some of the biggest games being announced are. Sure. Um, so obviously January we have, Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah, which you may have heard my of. number one. Yeah, yeah, you can't wait. What is that? Way. You never stop talking about
2: it. Yeah, it's, uh, the thing is, like, there's a duck and a bear and a mouse, and then they're all in love, I think. And then there's a boy and he's got some shorts. And then you know there's a lot going on. There's but always actually, a lot. I know nothing about this game. You
1: pretty much nailed it. Uh no, yeah. We've been getting sort of like a non-stop stream of trailers about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, we will be talking about Kingdom Hearts more in depth. I know a lot of people have asked me, hey, can you talk about it for more than a minute? Uh we'll want to, but I think we'll want to do that closer toward January when they start around. People have been
0: telling trailers. me that I'm a jerk for stopping I know. you from t- and you hand me your phone with a timer for one minute on it on the show that you program. It's a goof. Yeah. Like your titular Hero goofy <laughs> god
1: uh yeah for anyone who just listens to the show if, full transparency the kingdom hearts minute only being a minute and them locking me into a minute is a total joke i am programming the show i could just sit here and talk about it for an hour you just not
0: wanted. have me on the show yeah that I'll would sit at my desk the fans the of the series
2: are ne- generally very humored good-natured people so this this works out i think we if should do comment, a spoiler we'll cast, a cast yes when and, this is done and
1: i want to know everything you feel about the spoilers of kingdom hearts III.
2: i want to i want you to know uh that i'm very excited for you to play this game and also that when you do record the spoiler cast give me a heads up Absolutely. so i can take that day off
1: perfect <laughs> yes yeah, it'll take probably about six hours to record I'm honestly,
2: this,
0: this, it looks it looks gorgeous yeah I'm, so many people are passionate about mm-hmm. it i'm willing to give it a shot and check it out i don't know if it will make any sense to me but i know somebody who can answer my questions which is you anytime so yeah, yeah.
1: More than happy to, but also in January. That comes out the 29th of January in the US. It actually comes out the 25th in Japan. Uh, also in January toward the tail end, I believe 24th or 25th is Resident Evil 2. Oh my God, I cannot uh, wait. We just got a new round of previews and everything from it. We have a new preview on IGN, I believe from Dan Crowd from our yeah. EU team. And that it's, it's, tyrant. It's
2: ridiculously positive. Um, everyone is saying that this is, like I had hoped, more and more like Resident Evil 4, which to me is the best Resident Evil game ever made. It's phenomenal. I talk about that all the time. Um, I really can't wait for this game. I actually, like, I was a. I was a big fan of Resident Evil, the original. And then 2 was, like, I thought really good in the way it expanded a lot of that world and gave you this kind of, like, bigger place that wasn't just this singular enclosed environment. But it was never really like, oh, the definitive Resident Evil game. But seeing this and where this is going um, is just... I just absolutely cannot wait for it. I uh, the art direction is gorgeous in this game. It looks gory as hell. Yeah, a, a bunch of the costumes are really cool. Like they're they're old nods to, um, like basic cl- classic Resident Evil costumes. And yeah, I, j- I cannot wait for this game.
0: Yeah, like I have uh, I've never really like really clicked with the series because I'm a coward. But uh, I do have really fond memories of two. My friend played it, and I would like sit behind his couch and be like, Oh, what are you doing? And there's like you know like I remember like the tyrant coming out and like you know following you around and, and just. Or tyrant, this is his name or whatever. (laughs) But like, I, I'm super down to jump into this. The fact that it's it's less like tank controls and you know pairing in some of the action stuff from from RE4. Right, I'm super down to play with this. It looks. Looks great. I just like, I like the setting a lot where it's just, it's a, it's a raccoon city. It's just like a place as opposed to like it being a house or being like a strange European country
1: or whatever. Or a boat. And yeah. The new previews I think mentioned that there's going to be new areas to explore. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's clear that they're putting a lot of effort into this. And mm-hmm. I think after seeing the success they had with RE7 in January in 2017, I think they'll probably see something similar with this one.
2: Yeah. I'm just really happy as a like an old school Resident Evil fantasy that this franchise is sort of like back on track. Yeah you know, in so many different ways.
1: And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that January 29th is the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. So mm-hmm. look forward to Kingdom Hearts 3 in January. Anyway, moving on to February. Uh, I put Trials Rising on here, uh, probably a smaller scale game than a lot of games we're talking about. But there was a like a closed beta, I think, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I love and Trials. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten into one since maybe the original, but I jumped in for the beta of this one and I had a blast with it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I did too.
0: There was one on 360 that I messed with a bunch. That was a really good time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And they they dipped into they had that crossover. That one wasn't great, right? With a uh, blood dragon. Yeah, crossover. You know, it was,
0: crossover. The dragon, it was or... kind of. I, I feel like they. I mean, they've they've had an editor for ages. Like they've got like such a huge kind of active community that it, I feel like it's almost like teach a man to fish logic. Yeah. Where like they're like, hey, we've got a new trials game, and people are like playing all these like crowdsourced levels or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's like so toyetic and silly and. It, it's one of those games that does not really – it looks – it's, like, satisfying to watch, but it's, like, so much more fun to just get your hands on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, yeah for the uninitiated, it's effectively, like, a sort of singular level-based uh,
1: – Physics puzzle. Physics
2: puzzle. Puzzle racing game. Yeah. You're not really racing anything. You're getting to the end of, of each level. You have
0: to yeah. play as each motorcycle wheel independently,
2: basically. Which is <laughs> yeah, it's it, it
0: gets
1: difficult quap, Yeah, it gets a little quapy. Yeah.
2: Um, and what's fun about it is that like tilting the stick even the slightest wrong way will cause your bicycle to do pirouettes and your character to basically explode. Yeah. Um, and like the word says, you will go through a lot of trials. You will. There's a lot of sort of like restarting and restarting and getting it perfect. And once you do, it's just, it's really satisfying. So, yeah, I'm totally down for this game.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. There is that element. There is a competitive element to it, if you want, of getting the best time or the best mm. scores and everything. And I think uh, Barrett and I got into that for a bit.
0: I think it's funny because people look at it, it at, at a glance. It looks like an extreme sports or racing game. But yeah. it's almost more of a puzzle game.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
0: funny. I, I know that this one does have a co-op in tandem motorcycle mode. Oh, I haven't. Which they revealed at E3, and it looks hilarious. So... That's exciting. I want to mess with that. Yeah, I want
1: to see how tough that is to do. Uh, also in February is Anthem, I think probably the biggest release of that month. It's Obviously, we're seeing more and more of this game as we get closer to the end of the year. Um, there's not, I think, a ton new to say right now about it, but I was curious how you two are feeling about Anthem because we haven't really talked about Cautiously
2: it. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's my sort of safe way of saying we'll see if this gets due uh, to like destiny Mm -hmm. and it feels like this thing that like i'll put it this way fran mirabella friend of the show worked here for for years uh tweeted yesterday that his airbnb is available for the game awards and i said fran why aren't you going and he said i had a choice between going to the game awards and seeing an award show that celebrates our medium and interfacing with fans and friends and colleagues or doing a raid in destiny and i picked the raid in destiny and i was like okay that's probably that's probably a problem (laughs) so i don't want this to be i hope this doesn't become one of those things that becomes so grindy so appointment based so like you have to be there or you miss this thing um and i hope it's something i can sort of play casually i feel like it almost definitely is going to be like destiny this this is
0: like i'm sure a lot of very talented people are very hard like clearly people are working very hard on it (laughs) but it is it is totally like ea's answer to destiny like that's what it
2: is, and there's Twileks apparently.
0: There are t- there are Twileks, and there are also Iron Man is in it, and so are the bad guys from Avatar, those big cats from the forest.
2: Yeah, so th- this game is just enough Star Warsy yeah. for me to really like it, but it's also. It's yeah. been weird with Star I mean,
0: Wars. So, like, of this, <laughs> deluge, of this deluge, of this deluge of shared worlds, experiences, shooters, the the PvP, VE kind of stuff we've been seeing. That's all very much like call up your friends and get in your you know space costumes and go fight the aliens or whatever. Uh, this is the one that looks the most fun to play. Yes. Yeah, like that sense of exploration is actually there. Whereas I feel like in in Destiny, it, it's always much more kind of like, here's an area that you're going to go to repeatedly. Yeah, Everything we've
2: heard did. about the, or from people who've played like the sort of Iron Man jetpack y stuff is that it's awesome.
1: I assume mm. you two haven't played it then, D3 no, no. or anything. So yeah, I played it for, I think, about a half hour D3, and it was like, you just, you're Iron Man. You just feel like Iron Man, and I've wanted a, a good Iron Man game for forever, and this just kind of is that, mm-hmm. and so I think like I'm going to have a hell of a fun at least six, seven hours with this game, right. just flying around, trying crazy stunts and everything, I, but I have that same question of what the longevity of this game will be, mm-hmm. and also my interest in that longevity, because yeah, I, I think if it is that appointment-based thing, I just don't have time in my schedule for me that, too. it's not that sort of game that i love but obviously people i
2: like i like to play games at my own pace i like to play single player offline story driven yeah. games to the most part if there's enough of that here for me to do that sure but the first time we saw this game it had that very like e3 scripted dialogue between friends thing you know like flank left and motorcade to the right up north and like yeah sure big roger and like no one talks like from that. downtown yeah yeah i
1: i do think it'll have uh, quite a bit of that, but also knowing, obviously, BioWare's inclination towards stories so much, obviously, in the past. My hope is there's some good balance of that. Yeah, there's also. been
0: so much sort of coming and going from BioWare that I'm like, and also the fact that you they said you you can't have sex with anybody in this is kind
2: sure. of a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to do that with a jetpack, or is it we'll even find better? We'll
1: find out <laughs> in Anthem 2. Uh, also, that day, just to note, is the release of, Anthem is releasing the same day as Metro Exodus which was also the initial release plan for uh, Days Gone before mm-hmm. that got pushed mm-hmm. to April. Uh, February twenty second was a little big. How do you both feel about what we've seen of Metro Exodus? I mean,
0: the Metro series is one that I've—I think I like messed around with one of the remasters that came out. They were—I think they were both on Prime for a second. I know that if you're, um, you know, if you're a patron of that other console, they're attached to Game Pass. Uh, so if you want to check them out on Xbox, they're I out might there. I do that. I am a um, patron of that other console. They're, it's interesting because they've always I think they've always been un, sort of unfairly compared to fallout in the same way that like the Witcher was always sort of compared to Skyrim you know and mm-hmm. there's like this sort of uh smaller audience that was like this is the cooler thing look over here and gradually people have kind of caught on and been like oh right. this is a much crunchier uh more in-depth experience um and they're they're rooted I really like this trend that we've been seeing out of Europe of uh games based on books yes and based yeah. on paper materials rather than, like, movie franchises or TV franchises or whatever. Um, and this is based on, like, a long-running series of... Or not long-running, it's, like, three three novels. Um, but the writer of the novels then jumped over uh, kind of... I mean, in this... Well, not really in the way The Witcher happened, but, um, you know, in, in the same <laughs> way that...
1: money from it, them. <laughs> I mean, in the
0: same way that, um, like, Mike Pondsmith is helping develop cyberpunk, they got the guy who invented this universe to be like, how do we adapt this into a game and how do we get this to feel right? right. Um, and it's... I mean, it's effectively... Sort of a Russian take on the Fallout issue of like, hey, there was a nuclear war. What is it? It's sort of post World War II. You're in tunnels and stuff. It's there's mutants out there. Go fight mm-hmm. them. Yeah, but this one is way more depressing. And,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see, especially compared to like the bright, fun, vibrantness of yeah. Anthem on the same day. I'm wondering how those two will do. And also, I know that uh, Ryan McCaffrey saw it at E3 this year, and he wasn't too hot on it. Really? So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've heard good things about the first two Metro games, but we'll see if this can live up to them when it's fully released. Uh, moving on to March. Devil May Cry 5 is probably one of the biggest releases. I'm n- I haven't really played the Devil May Cry series. That's kind of been a blind spot in my history. I
2: haven't since one and two. Okay. Yeah, which is a very long time ago. I, and I, I got into them because uh, they are really fun, arcadey sort of action games. And they were scratching an itch that I was looking for at the time. Um, but I I think the, the trains kind of left the station for me with this, with this franchise. I'm glad people are excited for it. I I personally find it to be like sort of garish and mm. and uh not I wouldn't say obnoxious I just I don't I don't find I don't find this appealing at all. If I want to play like an action game I'll go elsewhere, you know. Um which sucks because there's a lot of really cool stuff going on here. You know, it's- I I wish it was like a little more rooted in like in horror. It's mm-hmm. got like sort of one foot there um and then it's it's got a lot of like Final Fantasy leather going on too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of really cool shit happening here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like maybe I will give this a shot. And what just watching this right now is kind of turning me around. Yeah, on it, so. I
0: was always. I know that the Ninja Theory DMC reboot was like a very divisive topic. Uh, I always thought that much like Kratos, like Dante could kind of use a makeover. And it seems almost weird that they're like going back and switching that. I know <laughs> that a, a whole bunch of angry dudes in trench coats are <laughs> you know t- taking their rings off so they can type faster. Angry comments. But well, when he did <laughs> like, get a
2: makeover, people weren't. A lot of people weren't crazy about
0: that. That's the only one
1: I've ever played, and I enjoyed it. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I actually liked that one a lot. Yeah,
0: I think that was uh, the problem there was that they were taking something familiar and sort of like, you know, bastardizing it in its own way. But at the same time, like, this looks like this looks gorgeous. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I, I, it's got that weird Final Fantasy trench coats and and jewelry kind of aesthetic, which I'm like, this was cool as hell in, you know, 2001. (laughs) Yeah. It's 2018, you know,
2: like, you know, where everything looks a little wet.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't it's, love that description, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of
1: course, if you love the trench coats from that game, you can buy them with the game Special Edition. I yeah. think they're like thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's like three grand. Things. Yeah, it's some I crazy. Mm-hmm. So
0: Give those guys the Trigun license. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, also in March is the Division 2 coming out. Uh, I was surprised at how big that was that was announced in this like crazy, I think either day or week where they also announced Black Ops 4, Smash Brothers Ultimate, like yep. all these things. And it was only second to, I think, Smash Bros in the audience interest
2: Yeah, for us. Um, I,
1: I kind of dropped out early on the Division One. I. I did
2: too, but I did play it for a while. Um, and,
1: and I've heard they've kept with it a lot. And
2: really yeah, it's, it's, it. It. it's weird to like talk about a game like that because like I did the same thing as you, Jonathan. I played a ton of it and then I just stopped. Yeah. And I have friends that like kept going or some that even still play it, right? <laughs> Uh, and like, that's awesome. I don't really know what to say about the new one other than I will probably do the same thing again. I'll play it for a little while. I'll get into it and then I'll stop playing it. And I like with a game that doesn't have a defined ending really, then like, I don't really know how to, I mean, like how to Eddie review that.
0: We're seeing this thing where if you play a game at launch nowadays, it often sucks like, and that's, we're seeing that with Red Dead Online, with Fallout 76, we're seeing it with Destiny, we're seeing it with Overwatch, we saw it with uh, just all these, all these things. When you play these, like, these online experiences at launch, they're not done yet. And but then there's the,
2: also that thing where, like, you're late to the party and everybody's got all this exactly. cool shit So you when's don't. the
0: best time to play it? I don't know. know. It kind of blows. Um, I mean, the issue, like, I played, you know, Division when it first dropped and it was like, it was all right. I, my whole issue with this, the series is, like, it's rooted in this very grounded, like, Tom Clancy down-to-earth thing, but it still has, like, straight RPG mechanics. Yeah. So you'll be like... Okay, I got my gun. I shot this dude twenty-seven times in the head, and he's—I took that much life off. And it's like, oh, he's level seventeen, and he's wearing like a very tough hoodie. Yeah, you know, everyone's wearing just hoodies and jeans. So I'm like, he has if, a
2: purple scarf. If he was wearing like 50. SWAT
0: gear, I'd be like, okay, I can't kill him with gunshots. But instead, it's just like a everyone just dressed like in winter clothes or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's uh, obviously uh, we're sort of outliers on this. Like uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands was.
1: One of one the of, most popular games. Yeah. Is that this year? That was I want to say last, year. last what, year. What year is it right now?
0: I keep saying I think this is twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen two. has been twenty seven <laughs> months long. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but no, I mean like Ghost Recon Wildlands was an incredibly like runaway seller, and we're we're also, we're sort of like oh they got they added Predator that's nice you know and tons of people are just like. Oh, yeah, that's right. They put Predator in there. Oh, yeah, Yeah, trucks and shit. Yeah, Um, so
1: I I think we'll definitely see it be successful. I'm curious to jump back into that. I mostly jumped into the first game because it was New York, and I could go to my apartment as a safe house. I did the same thing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think my old apartment was a pizza place, which is not canonical, but I wish it was. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Uh, one day.
0: Mm-hmm. uh once again this is the second iteration of a video game franchise which is o- almost always bodes well Yes, you know? for them yeah. to kind of go in and be like what did we do wrong last time let's go in there and you know upgrade and fix that and expand that exactly so, yeah. Yeah. i mean yeah see also destiny 2 watch dogs 2 Uncharted 2. You
1: know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And those uh, that developer within Ubisoft is also doing the Avatar game. So it'll be interesting to see what this teaches us.
0: Yeah, I'm excited that, for this game know. to come out so that their Avatar game yeah. can come out and I can talk about that.
1: Perfect. We'll Avatar look forward on. to that in four years. Let me know uh, so I
0: can
2: take that day off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also March is the season of MLB The Show so look forward to us having Ryan McCaffrey on the show mm-hmm. when MLB The Show comes out. Also, down. by the way, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is also Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is coming yes. out that month from Software's newest franchise oh my which,
2: god i can't wait for this game uh, i've okay. seen
1: chloe and Brendan graber from our team chloe rad play this game and one they're much better at these games than i am so, so it's rad to watch but
2: here's the thing like gun to head if you say uh do you want to play devil may cry or do you want to play this is like like crazy over the top third person action game i want to play this like way more um this has a lot of the dna of bloodborne and the souls games that i love uh plus the setting is Totally different, completely gorgeous. Uh I I love that they're just taking you know trying their hand at a effectively brand new IP, new world. Um Neo is one of my favorite games on PS4. Uh I love that game. We called it Samurai Bloodborne. We should have <laughs> maybe saved that descriptor for this. <laughs> yeah. Um and I, I thought it was fantastic. I can't wait to play that again. I think they're gonna go in really weird directions with some of the like creatures and boss fights in this game. That feeling you get in a Souls game or Bloodborne, where you turn the corner and you're like, what the <laughs> it's going to kill me. I think that's going to happen here a lot. Um, I also think this game's going to get delayed.
0: I'm really curious about how this game comes out because it is from Soft who have their reputation of making like balls hard unforgiving games, but it's being published by Activision who are like Kind of, they make games for the the widest possible audience. Like they are the the biggest, are they second biggest, second biggest publisher? Well, Activision Blizzard together as a whole, I, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, it's cra- it's crazy, <laughs> and obviously they're they're all about kind of like those little tiny systems that make things, you know, have that feedback loop and make right. things accessible. So will this be the? Will this be the hardest Activision game or the easiest FromSoft game, basically?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting outlier in their portfolio, and I'm curious if we're going to see any other games like this from them. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I usually, with FromSoft games, tend to get into them for a little bit, and then they get too hard for me, and I walk out. So I am yep. curious of what the difficulty level for this one will be. Uh, moving on to April, just want to briefly mention Shovel Knight King of Cards, the final expansion, as well as Shovel Knight Showdown. Basically, the end of Shovel Knight. It is finally coming to an end. All the promised content they had from when the game was first sort of kickstarted.
2: Yeah, I want to point out something real quick. Uh, Max and I have been through this before. If you're about to go on Kickstarter, uh, rein it in. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, anything you say that you're going to do, you're going to have to do. And uh, Yacht Club has been doing it, like props to them, but everything they promised, they've had to deliver like seven years later, it it's feels crazy, like. It's yeah. crazy, um, So I'm really excited to see this game come out, to finish Shovel Knight, because it's a fantastic game. A great series, and they just keep adding stuff to it. But also because Yacht Club about a year or two ago tweeted, Hey, like, what should we make next? Yeah. Um, Do you want to see us do like a a side scrolling Zelda 2 style game or like a top down game or like a Metroidvania? And everybody was like, Man, it's from Metroidvania. So, like, this shovel, it's awesome. It's one of the greatest platforming games of all time um i'm excited to see that end because i want to see what they can do next
1: yes yeah i'm very curious to see their future too i'm sure it's going to be a great final campaign and a great send-off but yeah i can't wait to see what else they do uh also in april as we mentioned before it was delayed from february but days gone will finally be coming out um i think we've talked a bit about the show uh about this game on the show a lot before and right now i think it's a tepid like intrigue like yeah. you're interested in it, but right now I think what we've seen of it, we've seen so much that feels yeah familiar I, again, to us.
0: I feel like they're show they've shown us too much.
2: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Arthur uh, Morgan's in it. Um, <laughs> I uh my two big questions are what makes this different than other zombie undead freaker games, and what makes us different than other open world games, right? Yeah. I think those two things will truly, those two things working in harmony will truly define what this game is, whether or not it's a hit, whether or not it becomes a franchise, because we have open world games, right? Like there's like six that came out in the last month. There's tons of them constantly. We just got Just Cause like literally today, right? Um, so I wanna see what what makes this game so different. And it's also like, people keep bringing up The Last of Us 2. I don't think we're seeing that next year, but uh, this game as a PlayStation exclusive with zombies and a sort of like gruff protagonist with a beard mm-hmm. gets, you know, sort of sometimes deservedly, undeservedly compared to that. So I wanna see what separates it from all those things. Um, and also I just, I'm really interested in the setting. I think like the Pacific Northwest is like a beautiful place. Like one of my favorite days in my entire career was Max and I flew to Seattle to go to PAX, and we got there early, and the two of us and former IGN employee Anthony Gallegos went fishing, Oh! and it was just like a lake, and we
0: were there for the like five hours, we oh, caught sweet. one small fish.
2: One small <laughs> shitty fish, but it was a great day, you know, we drank some Bruce, brew dogs. We even
0: did, we are just sitting on a dock like weirdos. <laughs> we
2: were completely sober.
0: We had one fishing rod between all
2: of us, Yeah, so it was,
1: it's not, maybe you can do that. I'm yeah. sure yeah, the game will just be exactly like that.
2: I hope so. Yeah, probably. I just want to catch one fish.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I think I get a sense of what this game is within like playing it for an hour or two. I want to know what playing this for 10, 12 hours. Mm, yeah. It really is that big of a world. Uh, but Ben, obviously they have a proven pedigree. So I have hope that this will be still a fun experience. We also, there are question marks coming for PlayStation of when things like Concrete Genie and Dreams and a couple of VR titles like everybody's Golf VR are going to release. They've sort of talked about looking forward to those in the same window as Days Gone. So we'll see if any of those come out. And obviously things like Medieval, who know, I assume that's Halloween next next. next year. Who knows when we get those games? Obviously, there's a lot more to find out about for next year. Yep. Uh, But that, yeah, that just wraps up a little bit of what we're excited to play in PS4 in the beginning of 2019. Already a lot of games, already a lot of busy days in the office that we'll have. Um, That's going to make it pretty much it for this show this week. Uh, I did, before we leave, want to remind everyone that if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, we are doing Beyond Live on December 10th in San Francisco. Uh, All of the details and everything are on IGN, on my Twitter. There's an Eventbrite page you have to sign up if you want to come to the event be sure to come we're going to be doing a live episode of beyond or
0: you have to give us five bucks
1: i'll take five bucks
0: sure. Sure it, No, it's, it's a free it's a free, to, show. It's free. Why, it's,
1: why would you say that
0: yeah, to them? if they don't sign up then they have to pay us five, five finish line I'm just gonna stand pitch. at the door you confuse it you <laughs>
1: muddle it it's going to be it's free not five bucks. you do that all the time
2: <laughs> no the five bucks you keep in your pocket you've got hair on your head the
0: entire episode oh is it
2: yours no it's not Hot mine. I something. can't grow hair that long. It's from the dice. Oh, you something? know what it is? It's from that Star Wars jacket I wore before. Mm-hmm. It's a wolf's hair from Hoth.
1: Ooh, nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Beyond Live is happening December 10th. Uh, doors open at 5.30. The show is at 6. That'll be that week's episode. So if you can't make it to that event, obviously you can look forward to the show when it airs normally on IGN and YouTube and podcast services. Uh, other than that, where can people find you online, Max, when you're not here?
0: I'm on Twitter, Max Scoville. It's Max Scoville and all the things. You can find them all on there on the internet.
1: And Brian?
2: I'm at Agent Bizzle, and you can go find me there. And I'm also uh, doing other stuff, doing some shows here and there. And yeah. see, see us at the Game Awards. Come to our Fan Fest and meet and greet and all that. Yes,
1: we stuff. also have Fan Fest. If you're listening this week, uh, Friday in... LA is taking place. I think around also 5.30 or 6 p.m. that starts. Uh, So yeah, if you're in the LA area, you can find details on our Twitters, on IGN.com, everything. All the details are there. Busy-ass December. Yeah, yeah. It won't let this year end. No, never. It'll just get right into all these games.
2: 2018 Part 2. You're getting that uh, animal hair everywhere.
1: You're the Dice. Thank you so much for watching. Beyond. Beyond.